Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hello, Transformation Talk Radio listeners and viewers. My name is Ellen Stewart. I am the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. Welcome to my show, Recovery Recharged, with my illustrious co-host, Dr. Pat. Yeah, boy, I'm telling you, we're going to fire it up today for a lot of reasons. And, you know, one of the things I love about what you're doing is that this is something that has been such a very difficult uh, aspect of the recovery movement is the idea of actually coming out and talking about things. And you and I were talking before the break, and this show in particular is going to help people. But more importantly, with doors shutting down for people right now, you know, especially in my state, Washington State, boy, we better be looking at something really different and working with the coach because not working it is not working. Exactly. And I know, Dr. Pat, you were mentioning to me that in Washington State and on a lot of the West Coast, which is being hit harder right now than any other area, we're talking about places closing down, people not congregating in situations. So if you are trying to stay in recovery and you're normally going to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or a smart recovery meeting or any meeting where people congregate, that may no longer be something you want to do and you may not even have the option to do it. Right. So what do we do? Well, I mean, and this is part what we're going to talk about today, because, you know, part of this is getting back to understanding as you're going to walk us through today, how much is too much. We're going to go through that today. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but now more than ever, there is more uh, openly drinking movies to the obscene uh, aspects of it than I think we've had in our big screen in Hollywood in a really long time. Now, I must say, the flip side of that, there's been more expose, Ben Affleck, for example. But nobody is addressing what you're addressing today. What are the signs that you have a drinking problem and how much is too much? Yes, people always say, I'm just going to have a couple of drinks. It's no big deal. I'm going to go out or I'm going to come home and finish. It's only a half a bottle of wine every night. And if I go into a restaurant and I have a little wine with dinner, I'm perfectly fine and capable of getting behind the wheel and driving home. And all I do is say, no, no, no. It's unbelievable. In this country, 
0.08. If you blow a 0.08 on a breathalyzer, you are buzzed. You are intoxicated. And basically, that's two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine. So we have a test. It's actually, uh, it's called the RAPS test, R-A-P-S, the RAPS 4 test. Rapid Alcohol Problem Screen. That's what RAPS stand for. And if you can answer yes to any one of these questions, then you need to start calling the pushy broad from the Bronx because you may have a problem drinking. For instance, number one, during the last year, have you had a feeling of guilt or remorse after drinking? All right, let's stop right there for a minute. <laughs> let's stop right there because you don't have to remember your drinking episode to have a feeling of remorse. So we exactly. need to stop right at this one and say, look, if you have this sense that something didn't go exactly according to plan, exactly. that's the way you answer that. But tell people what you mean by guilt or remorse, because folks might be thinking, well, what has that got to do with my drinking? Right. Well, look, Sometimes if you drink a little too much, you may behave in a way that isn't at your best. So you may put yourself in an embarrassing situation, or you may be in a situation where you've gotten loud or out of hand, or you have forgotten something. And then all of a sudden you wake up the next morning with this sense of what happened to me? Did I make a fool of myself last night? Was I embarrassed by my behavior? Or did I do something that may have offended somebody? Or was I out of line? Or was I, was I so explosive or angry with my drinking that, that I alienated people around me? So if you have a sense that you have in some way alienated someone, then we have a, a sense of guilt the next day. It's like, oh my God, what did I do? It probably wasn't so good. Right. And if your friends tell you that what you did wasn't so good, you might want to listen. You know, it's really interesting when I think about this and I think about what you said. I mean, I'm really struck by how how the people in our lives just are not brutally honest about us. I mean, it gets to the point where we do have some friends and loved ones that say, whoa. But, you know, I'm thinking back a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I come from a motorcycle family. And, and I'll tell you, I remember one weekend down the Jersey Shore that somehow my motorcycle ended up, I must have driven it up the stairway to the second floor because it was, uh, it was on the second floor. Now, clearly, if you're doing bizarre behavior like this, something's not right. But it doesn't always look that bizarre, does it? It never looks that bizarre. I it know. Does. Not, not to you while you're in it. I mean, it doesn't. But, but when you talked about a friend or a family member, that's actually the second, you know, the second question. During the last year, has a friend or family member ever told you about things you said or did that you couldn't remember? Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you drink. It matters how your physical body reacts to that alcohol. You may be you may be remembering everything the next day, but sometimes not. And on a very small amount of alcohol, it depends upon what your alcohol tolerance or intolerance is. 
So if you have friends that say, hey, maybe you should cut down this time, or do you remember what you did last night? You got to listen and realize that you're right. Some friends won't tell you because they want to distance themselves. Yeah. Get involved sometimes. They don't think it's any of their business. So I'm telling you, if you are a friend of someone that is drinking a lot, make it your business to say something. You know, like they say, if you see something, say something. It's really, really important. Yeah. And I think one of the things you just said that's really important to make sure folks get is when you're talking to somebody and you say, Do you remember dot, dot, dot? And they say no. They really don't remember. And that in itself is a big warning sign. Yes, absolutely. Alcohol blackouts are quite common. So if you're asking somebody if they remember something and they say no, trust me when I tell you, they really don't remember. And that in itself is a huge wake up call. So so if that's happening to you, that's the amnesia portion yeah. of it. It's a very serious thing. You know, one of the things that came up since our last show, and it was a question that came up, was what if I need to talk to somebody about my friend, my family? And this is such an important part because you can be green in the face by saying, don't you remember, don't you remember? and feel as that observer, loving, caring person, whoever you are, there's no place for you to go. And isn't that part of your work too? Absolutely. And you could also be the family member that is trying to shove it under the rug and say, it'll be okay. Oh, no kidding. No, or walk away and say, I'm not going to deal with this because if I don't deal with it, then it's just, it's non-existent. I don't think my husband has a problem. I don't think my wife has a problem. I'm just going to excuse that behavior. And that's just as difficult. But for all of those people out there that think they need to talk to somebody, I provide confidential counseling as a recovery coach. Mm -hmm. You brought from the Bronx.com. My 800 number is there. I will talk to you about the things that are difficult for you to ask, and you are getting an expert opinion as a recovery coach with 34 years of personal recovery myself. I make it my business to make it easier for family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all part of what we're talking about today. What are the signs? right? That you have a drinking problem, but if you're an observer, you're going to want to pay, pay attention to what we're talking about here today. You know, one of the things that, that seems to be this elusive uh, notion is that if you have a drinking problem, your life immediately comes apart. And that isn't always the case, no. right? Who was it that was on uh, television not too long ago, uh, was it Tatum Channing who says, I am a high functioning alcoholic and joked about it. And so this is something I'd like you to talk about because in some aspects of your life, you may be functioning, but you may not be doing things that you're expected to do. But in your mind, you think you're like, I am still, I'm like high performance. Exactly. And in fact, because so many people do function under the influence, they've actually coined the term high functioning alcoholic. Right. Which, <laughs> which 
to me is an oxymoron, really, because um, one of the other things in, in this RAPS test is during the last year, have you failed to do what was normally expected of you? And some people think they're still working to peak performance, but they're not. Right. And the thing is, every single person that thinks they're a high-functioning alcoholic is number one in denial, number two, lying to themselves, and number three, don't think the world doesn't know. Okay, it's no secret at all. Everybody knows. So you might as well get help around it. And the only thing I can say there is if you work with a recovery coach, let's see what it's like to be a high functioning person without the alcohol. If you think yeah. you're so high functioning on the alcohol, let's see how high functioning you can be. Yeah. And you know why I love talking about this is because, you know, while people are quite aware, that there are the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and other places that people can go. My experience in speaking with folks is that is not for everyone. No, and even not. if you go in those halls, that doesn't give you the personal one-on-one. -on -one. And let's talk about that because that is different. different. And by the way, these are the things that people can come and sit down with you and say, help me assess this. Help yeah. me figure this out. You know, you know, when you go into the rooms, the rooms are a wonderful thing. I would never knock the rooms, but it's no. only a piece of the recovery process. It's just one piece. You need to be able to talk about your personal situations. You need to be able to talk one-on-one -on -one with someone that is not going to share your experiences with the entire room and give you the individual time you need, whether it's on the phone or in person or on a Skype call. This is personal recovery tailored to every single individual because the program is universal, but the individual recovery work is tailored for specific needs to each individual client. And that's what I specialize in. Yeah. And, you know, part of this too, let's talk about, let's talk about the next uh, part of the, the test. Let's talk about the next part because this is a tricky one. Yes, it is. Do you sometime take a drink when you first get up in the morning? It's like the starter drink. When you wake up in the morning, do you think, oh, I need to start the day with a little vodka and orange juice? Do I have to take a little vodka in my water bottle as I'm going out to the gym so everybody thinks it's water? Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many water bottles of vodka I have confiscated in my time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and, and you have to look at the frequency of your drinking. You know, if every single meal you're going to have a drink or every single time you come home, you're waiting for that drink at five o'clock, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's a real situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, part of this too is the rationalization. You know, oh. it's just brunch. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just brunch. We're going to brunch. brunch. Um, or you know, happy hour starts at one. But you know, what I've noticed is times have changed so significantly. It's, it used to be you could really hide out. You know, it wasn't so long ago where nobody would call you out because so many people, you go out to lunch, you drink. You, I mean, you know, I work in the in North, in New York, uh, Northeast area. And I worked in a marketing organization and advertising and graphics. And every day you are out at lunch. Um, 
How do you think we've changed so drastically because of the level of awareness or have people just got a little bit smarter at what they're doing? Unfortunately, I really think it's a combination of both. Okay. <clears throat> Most yeah. of the clients that I see, I meet on golf courses or I meet in tennis courts and everybody's drinking. It's all about the drinking and maybe it's easier to get away with. And now that we have open marijuana places and we have edibles, it's a lot easier to, to not let people know what you're doing. Yeah. We still hide. We hide because the world looks at the frowns upon us. So now we have a bunch of repeat people that need to be in recovery because they're hiding their drinking and their yeah. drinking. Because they don't want to hear it from the rest of the world, right? And they don't you, want the world to say you're doing too much. But you know, one of the things you said, and let's just be let's just say this to folks, if you have answered yes to any of what uh, <coughs> you just talked about here, if people have answered yes or know somebody that they've answered yes for, it's it gives rise to really pause for a moment and ask yourself what am I to do? Because that's the next part of this, to talk about this without having a solution or somebody you can call. It's almost as if, you know, these are empty, empty facts that you're presenting. But that's why what you do and provide the level of coaching you do is not just for the individual, it's for the individual, it's for the family, it's for people that don't know. And boy, I'll tell you, it, to pick up the phone and make a phone call is saving your life or the life of another. Absolutely. Even if you're thinking, I don't drink like that, but my brother does, man, I will tell you, I wish I had a nickel for every time I could pick up the phone and call you or someone like you and say, I don't know what to do right now. Exactly. We don't have to find all the answers, but you have to start asking the questions. That's the most important thing. You have to start the conversation. You have to see what the problem is. Look, if you found something physical on your body that you were concerned about, you could either take it to the doctor or you could wait until it gets worse, but it's not going to get better on its own. It's just not. And if you have answered yes to any one of these four questions, this is not going away and it's not getting better on its own. It's only going to get worse. I guarantee it. Well, let's talk about some of the hard questions that you've outlined here, because these are very, very telling. And we're going to go ahead and skip the break. Uh, okay. We'll take a break in a little in a little bit. But these questions right here uh, are not just for drinking, but they're also drug use. And, you know, today we we're not going to get deeply into this new wave of legalized marijuana and what that means for people. That's another show. But it, it absolutely has an impact. There is no yes. question about it. And we'll talk uh, about that just, just by itself. There's no question about it. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I was with somebody the other day and they were, they were telling me, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't smoke, but I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. You were like in a room with how many people that were, and, and so it's fascinating too, because you have to self-select who you're going to put yourself around these days. Um, but let's talk about the hard questions that you put on the table for people. No, the first one, if this sounds like you, you need to call me right away. 
Do you or a loved one consume at least three drinks per day? Now, people don't realize how small three drinks a day is, especially for someone who has difficulty with alcohol. That's the person who tells me, I just have a few drinks with dinner. It's perfectly acceptable. It's okay for me to have two or three glasses a day. No, it's not. And all of those moms out there that are shuffling their kids all over the place and taking them in the car and taking them to soccer practice or taking them to ballet classes or taking them to, to karate, having lunch or having an afternoon with the girls, opening a bottle of wine, having that wine, getting back into a car and driving your kids. Stop doing that. Yeah. Serious problem. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many women I work with that that's the case. Yeah. And they nothing of it. Yeah. And another question, have you or a loved one consumed more than the doctor prescribed medication? Let's talk about this one. This is a tricky one. It is. This is a tricky one. Uh, we have gone to an extreme on this, right? We've gone to an extreme where it says, wait a minute. If you are somebody with chronic pain, I have a friend that can't even function without pain meds. And, uh, and you got to stop, stop. I mean, you can't tell him stop taking them. But no. the question is, are you taking them as prescribed? Exactly. Or are you taking them, using up your uh, prescription, yes. using up your monthly prescription in two days? That's a problem. But what is your perspective on where we are with this? Well, look, this is an extremely difficult problem. And yeah have a prescribed addiction medication problem is right up there with the alcoholics of, our, of, of the world. And there is no question. It is something that we are constantly struggling with. Yeah. So if you, especially if you've come out of surgery, you need pain medication, obviously. The doctor gives you prescribed medication and then you, you find yourself overtaking that medication. And that's where a lot of people start with their addiction. They come out of surgery, they start these painkillers, they start Percocet or Oxycontin or something like that, which is just horrendous and addictive immediately, and then want to feel better and better and better. And then the surgery is done and the post-surgical pain is done, and now they have this addiction. It is a serious problem. And I'll tell you something, the detox from these kinds of pain meds are quite, it's quite uncomfortable and takes quite a long time. So if you know, and I'll tell you, the people that I work with in recovery and the people that understand recovery know that if they're going in for surgery, that the doctor can only prescribe to them so much, a short amount of, of drugs. And sometimes I tell them to give it to someone who doesn't have the problem and that person administers the pain medication to them. And once it's done, it's done. And that's the way somebody stays in recovery when somebody monitors their pain medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing. That's a big thing across the board. You know, if you're somebody that you know that there is something going on in your body and they haven't given you an alternative for it, you've got somebody you got to work with on that. That's exactly You right. know, and, and doctors are a lot smarter now. You know, yes, it's like, well, you know, I, I lost two weeks of my prescription. They're like, no, you didn't. Exactly. No, you didn't. Exactly. That's that's one thing we probably should do a show on that because people don't understand the similarity here, right? Oh, 
there's a similarity in how you get help. Exactly. And we're also going to do a show on the biggest things, the biggest addictions that are coming this way. And that is social media addiction for young people. It is excruciating and video gaming, video gaming, and also gambling. We're going to do on a show on that as well. So recovery not doesn't only mean how much is too much when it comes to alcohol. It's how much is too much being excessive with your life. What yeah. are you doing? Are you eating too much? Are you drinking too much? Are you taking too much medication? Are you exercising too much? Are you, um, are you video gaming too much? All of those things, we will tackle one subject as a at a time as we go forward. Yeah. We all have the propensity to do too much. Well, there's no question about it. All you need to do is check your Twitter feed right about now. Oh but God. for the most part, you know, we're talking about things that happen and the level of awareness. One of the things, too, you talk about is, has anybody ever said to you, hey, hey, maybe you had a few too many, right? And we're like, no, I didn't. Exactly. Exactly. An active alcoholic gets angry. It gets resistance, gets into denial. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many times in, in my youth people have said, you know, slow down, slow down. In fact, I remember um, talking to an old friend from high school uh, a while ago, and she was bringing up all of these things and all of these memories. And I kept saying to her, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And she turned around to me and she said, Ellen, we did drugs but you did a lot more. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, when you have friends that witness you on a, from a very young age, they're very clear, but that leads to the next thing, right? You know, we're here, we're talking about getting started and not being able to stop. That right. is a clear indicator, but your response always is, of course I can stop. Right. Yes, yeah, just watch me stop. Right. And then you're put to the challenge of stopping. And by that point, you cannot. Boy, if I had a dollar for every single client who started working with me, turned around and said, I don't think I really need this. I'm going to stop on my own. I would be a billionaire. Yeah. I'm going to stop on my own. And, and it usually doesn't last more than 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours. That's it. And then there's some kind of an excuse. I'm just going to do this, or I'm just going to do that. And I'll tell you, sometimes people find it extremely hard to stop. I understand there is a treatment process that I work with people. It's called harm reduction. This is also part of the recovery process. If you feel that you are a three drink a day person and you can cut it down to one drink a day, I'll work with you to do that. There are people that right. just use situations rather than become a full-blown addict around it there right. are levels everybody's disease is not the same so i'm willing to work in terms of harm reduction there is no question but most people can't do it they can't stop we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk more about this we're going to talk about the emotional side of this because for years this has been the underlining let's just call it secret in the room or not in the room, the age old conversation of just stop drinking, not really anything else going on. Do you need therapy? No, just stop drinking. But I'll tell you something. 
I know and you know, there's a place of woundedness that sometimes you need to talk to somebody that gets it, not just as the alcoholic, but as the person that has been in the midst of this. The atrocities go on and on and on. When we come back, we're going to talk about this and more. But before we do, we need to tell folks how they can get a hold of you, Ellen. Well, especially now. Now. Anyway, now is the time. You can get on the phone. If you're afraid to go to a meeting because you don't think it's safe because of the virus, this is not a reason not to do something. Exactly. This is a perfect reason to pick up the phone and call me, make it an hour session with me. Go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com. Click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. It's right there in the front. Make a one-hour appointment with me. Let me get you through this. I'm, I'm so happy to help. Or you call my 800 number, 800-889-1757. It's right on the Pushy Broad from the Bronx website. Please go. You know, this is the time now where more than ever, and I know I, I battled this from inside of the infrastructure of the 12-step programs, and I was a major advocate for we have got to show an online presence. Yes. And so one of the things you, you need to really say, Ellen, is when people work with you online, it is private and it is confidential. Without a doubt, it's only between me and you, and I really follow HIPAA protocol, which means it is completely confidential, just like if you were sitting down in a doctor's office. And I got to tell you folks, even if this is not you, please pass Ellen's information on, because right now what's happening is people are not going to meetings. Meetings are being shut down, whether it is A-A-N-A-O-A, any of the A's. And this is not a time for people to not get support. When we come back, the emotional situation around this and right now, the emotional situation that people are experiencing now from not being able to get help, it's overwhelming, folks, completely overwhelming. And by the way, we're taking your calls, 1-800-930-2819. Or if you're on Facebook, let us know. Zach will be right there to get our questions. Benny is there picking up the phone. Let us not let whatever is going on in the health industry affect our sobriety. We'll be right back. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Hey, how's it going? If it's stressful or just plain exhausting, New Light Living is here to ask, is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Orika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com. Are you ready to transform your life and embrace magical experiences? 
Talking to Tannis with your host Tannis McRae is here to help you find your joy in life. Tune in live every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let's awaken your experience and create the change necessary to take back your right to choose who you are. For more about Tannis, visit TalkingToTannis.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken, but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions. You can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. Hey, everybody, let's get going. Welcome back. Uh, look at Recovery Recharged. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to join Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, about something right now to both of us that we're so passionate about. And we're really looking at so many ways to help people uh, that we can't even begin to tell you what some of the concerns are. But, you know, Ellen, you're all about solutions. So make sure people have your information. And then we're going to talk about the emotional side of this, because we are smack in the emotional, global heightening emotionally. And if you don't think there's a connection in the dots between the fear that people have and addiction, mistaking, you are mistaking. Absolutely. There's no question. Now more than ever, you need to know what's available to you. And that's the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. It's Ellen Stewart, pushybroadfromthebronx.com. Make an appointment with me. Call me on my 800 number, 800-889-1757. The website is interactive. Make a coaching call with me. Ask me a question online. This is a very big concern more than anything else, especially now with people not being able to go to NA or AA meetings with all of us nervous and tense, even people that wouldn't normally have a drinking problem or a drug problem. We are so anxious and nervous and upset around the impending coronavirus fallout and what's happening that it's, it's not impossible for new alcoholics and addicts to be created by this on a daily basis. Well, and part of this too is that there are programs out there across the board that require people on a regular basis to get support. And I'm not just talking about, you know, addiction. 
I'm talking about programs where people go in for therapy, emotional support. Exactly. And if they can't do that, you know, a friend of mine has a healing center and she just put out an email telling people what she has done to keep this a safe place. Right. Um, but let's get down at the bottom of what many people don't know. They don't know this. If you're not part of the recovery journey, you do not know the painstaking effort that people make to get at the underlying emotional issues. Can Absolutely. you talk to that, please? Because people think just, what was it? Just say no. Yeah, just say no, just stop drinking. <laughs> Look, in every single corner, every single time we have an abuse problem of any kind, it is always because we have an underlying disorder on top. We have an underlying issue that is driving us to hurt ourselves. That's what happens when we have an addiction. There is a mental health problem that we must address. And the emotional situation, I mean, just take the coronavirus here with our heightened anxiety and our feelings of escaping and our being quarantined for maybe up to two weeks, should we be diagnosed with this and, and all the things we don't know about it and all the uncertainty. Uncertainty breeds nervousness, anxiety, stress on all of us. And sometimes the way to handle that stress is to escape. And one escapes by drinking or drugging. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to deal with the issues. And that is a very difficult situation. So that's an emotional situation that's facing all of us right now. And somebody that has a propensity to overdrink or overindulge in drugs is going to find this situation immensely difficult, which is how I can help so that yeah. you do not put yourself in a difficult situation. And yeah. we can, I can help you handle the stress and the emotional anxiety that you're feeling over this. Well, well let's talk about the ripple effect here because sure. we should make a note. I didn't know we were going to go in this direction today, but it really is upfront. In our state, Washington State, and we are not alone. Our friends in California, our friends in other places, you know, I don't think anybody is exempt from this. But here in this state, we are the small, in my view, we are the small business hub of the economy. Now, what do I mean by that? Yes, you can live. I lived on the East Coast. I work for corporate America. There's a corporation on every corner back there, right? I think Jersey Central was the is the corporate hub of everything, right? Yes. Uh, they're building so many corporate campuses in Jersey now, so somebody's doing business over there. Oh, yeah. But here, it's very different. And I discovered this. Yes, we have Microsoft. Yes, we have Amazon. Yes, we have Warehouser. Warehouser, did I say that right, Benny? Yes, we have Microsoft and Boeing. Yes, we do. But let's be really clear. Tens of thousands of thousands of small businesses and our schools are closed. Now, why are you and I talking about this? This is an emotional strain on people. And if folks cannot get the emotional support that they need to get, whether you're an addict or not, I mean, but if you are a in recovery or you are working a program or you are there and now you have this added burden you better get some help 
Exactly. And I also am a certified empowerment coach. My other show during the week, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, everybody needs a little push. I deal with emotions. I deal with relationships, recovery, and or anything that has to do with personal mental health and improvement. Give out your website, your phone number again. Let's make sure we're giving this out over and over again. Let's have your phone number. Uh, 800-889-1757. Please write it down. Ellen Stewart, pushybroadfromthebronx.com. You cannot forget that. Pushybroadfromthebronx.com. The moment you pull up the website, the 800 number is right there. Make an empowerment call with me, a mental health call with me, make a recovery coaching call with me. Let me help you through this. And this is what I love about today's show and what you're doing, Ellen. It is probably for me, you know, it was interesting where we were preparing for this. And uh, somebody said to me, are you really going to be that forward in talking about the emotional part of what people are feeling with the virus? And I'm saying, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I met with three people yesterday that are like, we can't go, there's no place to go for a meeting. Exactly. And so, and my kids are home from school, the schools are shut down and I'm, I'm in a retail job and I'm not going to have a paycheck. People need help. Yes, they do. And I am here to help you. And Dr. Pat and I are going to work and we're going to continue to work through this and we're going to step up some things and I'm going to make some special offers down the road as this yep. thing moves forward because I want to be able to help you through it. And let, me, and let me just say this. When we're talking online, let's be very clear. You can use a private Zoom account, just like now. This is, we're doing this through the Zoom. Nobody can get in to this Zoom. We've got Benny watching it from one end. We've got Zach watching it from the other. When all is said and done, this can go away. No recordings can be kept. But now we have ways to keep things private. This is really the perfect, perfect setting for group sessions. We just have got to get out there and do something. Exactly. And we certainly will, because I knew that this was going to be an important live show today and we're going to step it up. We're going to do a few more of these because people will be looking to get away and look at all of these other people. You know, some people think I'm quarantined for two weeks. Let me have a great time. Let me drink myself away for 14 days. I mean, all of these things can happen. Nobody. You want to hear the latest one that I heard? This what? was it for me yesterday. This was it. I got a call from, from somebody who said, I need some help with one of my, my people. And I said, well, what's the problem? Well, all the stores are out of sanitizer, hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. right? right? They're right. out of hand sanitizer. And I said, yeah, but you could get like Clorox or something if you want to wipe the counters. Uh, and they said, no, the problem is not with me. You know, people that are in recovery are buying 200 proof alcohol to sanitize. I'm like, oh, yes. Well, it does make sense, but not if you are. I mean, you see the advertisements. They, they, they put them on the local news in the morning. If you want to make your own hand sanitizer, use alcohol. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Oh my God. That you know, is people that are listening probably might be thinking these two are overreacting. 
we're not. Let me just be very clear about this. When you've lost as many people as we've lost, I buried three sisters, stepmom. My mother committed suicide. When I say to you all out there, folks are just one drink away, one hit away, you know, one smoking something, you know, eight ball away. They're just one away. And we here today on this show is one to give you a new level of awareness, because here's what we want to say. Call Ellen. If you have a friend, family, a kid, something, because people are afraid and the resources that were available to them a week ago, even or not. What's your phone number? 1-800 and 888. 889-1757. Sorry, 1-800-889-1757. Pushy and Pax got it on the Facebook screen. Okay. There you uh, let's, so. skip the, let's skip this last break. Okay. Talk about awareness. Awareness about the anger that may accelerate in your family right now. Awareness around you're feeling lonely, you're feeling bored, right? I'll tell you what I found myself yesterday true confessions. I was sitting there yesterday. Linda had just went back home. Uh, I had met with somebody uh, in the morning at the office. We're doing branding and I went home and to go from 10 to lonely doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. And imagine all those people that have to be quarantined in their home by themselves for 14 days. And in a quarantine, they have to be completely by themselves. Do you know what that does to an alcoholic or an addict? Isolation is the number one trigger for an alcoholic or an addict. Because if you are isolated in quarantine for some reason, you're not supposed to even be around your immediate family. This is a very dangerous situation for us. This is not to be taken lightly on any level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not being able to get meetings. That's why you have to pick up the phone. And somebody that is in early recovery, especially just 30, 60, 90 days, six months, where you rely on meetings for a daily, for daily support, you need something more. People want to make real changes in their lives and they don't want to step backwards because of this situation. I am here. Oh, oh. and there's no, and you know, I had a friend of mine say, uh, well, a couple of people are having them at their homes. Guess how many folks showed up for those, right? I mean, we're in a different, I can't remember when I'm trying to think about this. I was talking to Linda about it the other day. And I said, I'm trying to think, what was the last time I remember something like this? And it was during AIDS uh, in New York. Of course, we got a lot smarter about AIDS and we realized that's not how you're going to contract it. Exactly. But this is now the time where if you're having awareness from today's show, something you need to do. Take us through what people can do now that awareness is the first step. 
Well, being the first step, understand that you have to go to pushybroadfromthebronx.com. You have to click on the link that says recovery recharge. You have to call my 800 number, 800-889-1757. I will take your calls. I will answer your questions. I will help you get information, not only on a one-on-one coaching session, but I will help to provide some resources for you wherever you live, especially this time in crisis. I will work with you, but you must know that you are not alone. You do not have to handle this alone and realize that you can get through it and stay in recovery if you give me a call. 1-800-889-1757, pushybroadfromthebronx.com. You know, one of the other things I want to mention, and maybe you can shed some light on this for us as well. Um, There are also sources of help for people that aren't uh, alcoholic or addicts, you know, but there are resources for those people and those places are closing down. So it isn't just, you know, what we're talking about recovery. It is an entire ripple effect that's going on. Exactly. If you are, if you are, if the places are closing down, you're going to bring, bring, be bringing more food into the house. You're going to be doing more video gaming as you may be playing on your smartphone a lot longer. All of these things have a propensity for addictive behavior, gambling, video gaming. You may be vaping more at home, whatever it is. If you're going to do it to excess, if you have a compulsion in that regard, we need to talk about it because you need to stay healthy through this process. Not only your body, but your mind and your spirit as well. It's extremely important that you do. And that's the kind of thing that a coach, an empowerment coach, and a recovery coach does. Keeps you on track through difficult times, whatever they are for you, whatever they are. And I just want to say for those of you listening here in the greater Seattle area, if you go to the Seattle AA.org site. They are very clear, especially when we're talking about um, Area 72. They're very, very clear here. They have a a comment on the response uh, to the virus and, you know, they lay out what's happening. Certain groups have been closed. Quarterlies may be closed. Other things may be closed. But what they're saying is you've got to keep checking in. They may be closed for a time. They may be cleaning the meeting halls. But it is our responsibility to make sure we know. Right, Ellen? Absolutely. You have to know. So check everything. And also, if you need help and you have questions, I'll be happy to do some checking for you. But you have to reach out. You have to call me pushybroadfromthebronx.com. I am here to help you. Let's talk. I know we've got a few minutes left. Um, Let's talk about the aspect of this that you alluded to before. And I want to make sure we spend enough time. A lot of times people think it's just say no, or just don't pick up that next drink. Clearly, if you're in recovery, you know that that's true. You don't want to do that no matter what. But it doesn't mean that you don't really do the work you need to do to get out what's underneath all of this. Talk about what it is you do to help people develop emotional co- coping skills. The moment we decide that we want to give up a drink or a drug is the moment that our real emotional work begins because now we are a little bit more vulnerable. 
We understand that without escaping and without putting things to the side, we have to deal with ourselves emotionally. So I talk to you in a way that will help you become more goal-oriented. We'll talk about your feelings and what's driving you to do the things that are unpleasant for you. We will work through the feelings. We'll talk about mindfulness. We'll set SMART goals. We'll talk about how to diffuse negative emotions and negative habits and start turning your life in a positive direction. That's the work that we do in recovery because recovery is so much more than just not picking up a drink or a drug. It's learning how to make decisions, handle your life, process your emotions, and that's what a recovery coach does. Uses the tools and practices that we've learned in recovery and helps you work through your emotions and your life goals. That's what we do. And people understand that that makes a large difference in their lives. Yeah. Um, on a very common sense perspective to this, if you all are out there and you are going to meetings, I was listening to a, a pastor that I listened to on Sundays and they jokingly have, it's a huge church, right? But jokingly, they are usually a big hugging kind of group. And, and I was listening yesterday and, you know, one of the step-in ministers said something like, yeah, there's a lot of elbow bumping going on. So even if in fact you are attending, don't be shy about bringing something to wipe things down. Please don't be shy about that. Don't yeah. be shy about no hand-holding. Don't be shy about sitting in the back of the room if you need to. These are things that we have to think about and talk about. But there is always a way. And if you cannot get the help you need for whatever reason, maybe you're sick, call Ellen. Do something. Bushy Broad from thebronx.com. I'm right here to help you. We'll get through this together. What's your personal message, Ellen? What do you want to leave everybody with today? I want to let everybody know that you are not alone, that recovery is one step, one day at a time, that we will get through things. We've gotten through tough things before. We'll get through this. Yep. And that my message is always one of confidence and hope. And I want to bring that to everybody today. That's what we're talking about here. Ellen, thank you so much for today. I know you and I are going to meet separately about what might be possible for people. Um, let's make sure we all stay connected. And yes, people do connect on social media as well. Um, this is where you truly step in to the phrase, no matter what. No matter what, we're committed to help for sure going forward. Ellen Stewart, I'm Dr. Pat, everybody. Thank you, Benny, pushing all the right buttons. And thank you, Zach. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Recovery Recharged with Certified Life and Recovery Coach Ellen Stewart. Pushy Broad from the Bronx. Don't miss your next opportunity to let me help you recharge your recovery, let go of your secrets, and change the way you think, feel, and act right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com.